welcome to Displaced People, a podcast about finding your place in a creative industry and the worlds that surround it. My name is Ola. And my name is Maggie. Perfect. And here we are. Um, I think last week we tailed off talking a bit about dating. So I think we're going to like continue down that path. So basically, I, we could say it's the experience of dating as a creative, but I think most dating experiences are similar. Mm. Maybe there's particular things you might find but about dating creative people, but I think it's more so to do with, I don't know, I think it's probably normal for most people, especially when you have something that you're um, passionate about, I guess. Mm. Um, but I feel like it's probably important to say how we, I think it is important to yeah, explain how we identify first of all. So that kind of gives a bit of context because I am a cis heterosexual woman and I only really have ever dated heterosexual men. Same. Straight men. So, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, that's a, just so it's clear, the context. Um, so it's like we can't really speak to anyone else's experience, anyone else who may be have a different sexuality or like be elsewhere on the spectrum mm. so this is just relative to our experience in that sense so i was just kind of thinking of things that might be particular to dating a creative person mm. and when i'm thinking of ego it's not necessarily maybe it's not necessarily ego but sometimes it maybe it's more so the um sensitivity about around someone's work so I think it might be when I'm thinking creative people I'm also thinking like musicians um artists all that kind of thing like when you're dating someone who's a creative person and makes something quite personal to them and um that's a big part of their identity mm-hmm. so not only do you have to like their character but you also feel like you have to like their work mm-hmm. And that whole aspect of dating someone or finding someone that you like that's so creative and then you stay like, oh, I'm going to read you one of my poems or I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to... Oh, all the things you can just... No, I don't know, read you... No, 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 let's cut that bit out because we want to be... Send No, shots. people feel like I'm going to be sending shots. <laughs> cut that bit out, cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> someone might be like, they, you know, they're showing you their... <laughs> someone's showing you their like um artwork um or their music their music their latest song that uh, may, plays a big part in like your i don't know the whole relationship is like can you be with someone that you don't like their work maybe that's the question can you <laughs> uh, if you like everything else about them uh, but it depends it's like am i the only person who doesn't like it well, is it just my opinion? Is like it's your opinion, really? Because I mean, art is subjective, right? So there's going to be mm. someone else that doesn't like it. If I don't, do like you think it, it matters? Not really. So if you were dating someone and you felt like they weren't really feeling your stuff, so like you would show them stuff and they're just like, mm, it was somehowish about it. You, that wouldn't really bother you. But that's the thing. It's like if the person is in the same industry as me, mm. I think like I would wanna. It would be interesting to kind of get their perspective, but at the same time, it's like I would never want to kind of, I wouldn't want to force like my style or like maybe my aesthetic onto someone Mm. if they're kind of the polar opposite. But at the same time, I would 
think that someone who is creative would kind of would understand it okay but it depends what kind of person they are it's like if they are open to like critique or like criticism or like constructive feedback I feel like that would make all the difference. But if they're the kind of person that's like really strong headed, they don't yeah. want to hear anyone's opinion. Yeah. They don't want to hear like anyone's feedback and they're quite possessive or quite, you know, attached to their work in that sense. I feel like that could be quite. But I think most people will be. Like, I know definitely, like, well, if someone's like giving me that kind mm. of critique, it's sometimes it's kind of like, okay, but. It depends what kind of place <laughs> it's coming from. If it's coming from a good place and you know mm. they're genuinely like, okay, I feel like, you know, you could go this far, but you just need to refine X, Y, and Z about your work or X, Y, and Z about your style or like whatever about your approach to curation. I'd be like, okay, I can hear that because it's coming from someone who's in industry. But it's like, if our worlds are like so different yeah. and you're like, I don't know, you are a motion designer and then you're here telling me about my curatorial approach I'm just like mm. save it yeah <laughs> <laughs> like if you're here coming to tell me it's just like mm. it's not your place yeah it's not yeah. your place but I feel like if we're both in kind of because the creative industry is really big so it's like mm. if we are in kind of similar similar fields like kind of maybe some of our work crosses over or, you know it's like we can even find a way to kind of work together or collaborate together or kind of bounce ideas of someone in a sense where you're working quite closely, but not yeah. working with them, if that makes sense. I feel like that is more constructive. I was going to say, so do you think... Oh, I had a really good question, damn it. Um, no, it's not a really good question, but do you think <laughs> you could date someone, like a fellow, another curator? Do you think that that could really work in there, like when you're both doing something very similar? Maybe. Even if it's not obviously the same kind of art that maybe you kind of like specialise in, but yeah... I think so, yeah, maybe. But um, it all depends, though. Like, that's the thing. It's like it's more on the, I guess, personality, general yeah. personality rather than what they do. That's the thing. I feel like, it's for me, it's definitely about personality. Like, what they do is definitely secondary. Okay. Yeah. What about for you? Um, can I date someone who's doing yeah, the same thing as like me? Yeah, like someone who's basically not male. I guess there might be male textile designers. Oh, definitely. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or someone who works with textiles or someone who works in fashion. Like, actually, not not fashion. But yeah, maybe someone who works... Someone who's a textile... Yeah, I think textiles are so broad mm. that um, it w almost wouldn't, wouldn't really, really matter. But then I, I am thinking, like, if they did something that, like, exactly the kind of same thing as me... Obviously, mm. our styles would be different, but they're both, like, we're both print designers. We're both making things onto kind of, like, products and making things. I don't know. Because there might be this kind of, like, hidden... <sighs> I wouldn't want to feel like I'm slightly at competition with my partner. Mm. Even if we're not directly competing with each other, but it's kind of like we're in a very similar market and we're going for the same jobs. Maybe we're going for the same customers. Do you know mm. what I mean? So in that case, I kind of think, okay, I would like to think maybe in some way we could maybe work together. Maybe if this is a proper long-term partner kind of situation. <laughs> One-off collab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that, but like maybe it's a business that we're kind of like, okay, let's like put both our heads together and make this even bigger rather mm. than you doing your separate thing, me doing my separate thing, but we're doing the same thing. Mm. And especially if our tastes are similar. Um but I think for me and a partner, what I would prefer because but I... But what if their taste isn't similar? <laughs> but what if they're that person who works with wax? They're literally... Oh, they make their wax? Yeah. Or something. If but what if, like, there. that's their thing? The thing is, I don't dislike that <laughs> at all. I don't dislike it. It's just not my thing. Mm. I guess it wouldn't really bother me as long as 
because it's quite different to my work. No, no, I think what is complementary for me is someone who doesn't necessarily do what I do and their mind is more in maybe business and finance and stuff and they can <laughs> complement me more on like a, a business side rather yeah. than um, the creative. A, the creative. Yeah. I think for like creative kind of couples that I've seen and worked with or like when I've come to like when I was working at that texture studio there's quite a few like creative teams where I've seen like a friend that deals with business the other friend or partner deals with the design side and that was similar to where I was working before there was one partner um who worked who dealt with the design other person dealt with business and I think that kind of is like a nice kind of tag team where you're obviously building this bigger picture together but you're you don't have to be on each other's backs about everything it's like you kind of deal with that and obviously this is a team thing so I need to get the general gist of what you're doing Mm. but it doesn't have to be everything's like a joint decision like oh what color are we going to use and what this and what that it's like I trust you with this you're okay to work independently Yeah. yeah so how do you tell the person you're dating that you don't like their work then I think luckily so far I haven't had to um I don't think I've ever dated someone that I dislike their work so much that I felt like I had to to say it like it might <laughs> like it might not have been my taste yeah but I I think maybe it's my kind of objectiveness as a well I've only I've only just become a lecturer so maybe it's always been in me <laughs> to kind of like always be able to find something I like about someone's work mm. so even if it's not necessarily um, or maybe to give a criticism in a way that doesn't sound like a criticism so maybe it's more so that oh i really love how you did this that oh you should what would be really great if you pushed it in this direction i think that would really be good because you're obviously really good with blah 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 mm. yeah okay well but that doesn't mean that they've kind of taken on my opinion yeah. <laughs> or my criticism yeah but i think one thing i do really like doing is talking to people about their work and just thinking about, oh, you know, have you ever thought about trying this? Have you tried that? What about if you did this? Blah, blah, blah. So I think, um, but then the relationship and stuff is different because that's like a one conversation you might have with someone that you meet and then that's it. But in a relationship, it's kind of like you're giving someone your kind of opinions and stuff and they're also not taking it on. Mm-hmm. You might start to feel some kind of way. But I think that's that's the kind of thing I just have to think about, about it the way that if it was the other way around. I haven't really had someone either say to me like, oh, I don't really feel your work, but sometimes you can, maybe it's not them not, not not liking your work, but it's more like how they support you. So there's some people, you know, you show their, your things to them and they're like, it's not for me, but, you know, I'm going to buy something for my sister, buy something for my mum. When you're next time in the market, I'll come down. They mm. want to support you in that kind of way, even if they don't get what you're doing or even if they don't necessarily even like what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But there's other people who just kind of like, oh, okay, that's nice. <laughs> and then that's it like the conversation of kind of like what you do doesn't really come up again really Uh, do you feel like there's actually quite a lot of guys who's kind of maybe just dating creative girls (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going down down this road I don't know actually hold on (laughs) (laughs) people I think this is kind of like this I guess idea of creative people of them maybe being and I'm going to be like super super like stereotypical here um but you know really kind of I guess creative obviously um Mm. 
you know, maybe cool. Maybe they think they're going to have, like, good ideas of things to do and places to go when they go into, like, really cool events. And then they're in this community of people who are just really, like, deep thinkers and... I don't know. Do you know what I mean? You know that kind yeah. of like typical kind of like if you're watching like a, a film, like a high school film and like the creative crew, how they would all yeah. be. Um, and I think there's um, kind of like dating into certain communities. Maybe some people who like they get certain access to that kind of thing mm. where like you want to be part of something, but you're not. So by dating into it, and it could be any, any other way around, mm. like people maybe want to date into a certain class Mm. or you know some people might be like i'd prefer bankers because uh, you know you know you can maybe assume what they're bringing home or, you yeah. know there's stuff like that so i think that's similar maybe with creative people that i find some people be like yeah you know maybe it's a thing where it's like they are kind of interested in creative things but they haven't really given themselves a chance to explore it so with a partner that kind of opens up that door i don't know you feel like you've had that kind of experience where you feel like someone what really ex- not excites them about you but what they're really into they're like they really seem to love the fact that you're like in this art world <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but um but just i'll answer that but just to go back to what you said no i just had a thought because mm. i think sometimes you know with some men in particular, I feel like they just, those men that kind of latch on to women that are creative, I do feel like sometimes they do that because they want to almost like live vicariously through you. Because yeah, maybe they want to, yeah, kind of they yeah. feel like they're not creative. So if anything, they can kind of explore that side of their creativity, like basically through like your life or like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Your outlook on things yeah. or your perspective. But I feel like at the same time, they're the kind of people is that if you do take them to like, I don't know, a museum or a gallery or something, you know, where it's a bit more like there's no um, real boundaries or no set rules, they kind of struggle. It's like almost they then you can see that they're they're uncomfortable because maybe they may feel like okay I'm in this new environment and maybe what she would expect is for me to kind of I don't know give some feedback on the artwork really that's in front of me yeah artwork yeah and sometimes it's not that because it's like art again it's like it's something that's definitely like very subjective is like what I may look at on like I don't know like in a white cube probably may not make sense to me but you know if you look at the same piece of Mm-hmm. work or you may feel like completely different or you may be moved by it but I feel like that's the kind of thing it's like you can't really teach some men this so t- sometimes it's like especially in my experience dating guys that are a bit more yeah like wrapped up in the corporate world and you know the suits of the world <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they it's just yeah it's like if anything they want to be creative and when you do kind of have these conversations like yeah you know there's nothing stopping you from you know if you felt like you were good at sketching yeah Yeah. it's like there's no one that's going to tell you you can't pick up a pencil and like draw if you want to or like doodle there's no one Mm. that's going to tell you you can't buy easel if you want to paint one Mm. thing that i find actually quite funny is that that seems to be everyone's go-to thing you know when you're dating you're like oh what do you do in your spare time i feel like everyone's always like yeah i love going to the cinema I love going to the museums, I love going to galleries. But then when you actually start <laughs> dating a lot of people, you find that it's not as common. Which one of, like museums to go to. Not even that, it's like it's not as common like for a lot of people to do. I feel like it's like a thing that you like to, you say you do, mm. even if you just go once a year, 
because you, it makes you seem like a certain type of person. Mm. Cultured, isn't it? If you go to museums, yeah. museums and galleries and stuff, you seem like pretty cultured, clued up person who's into different things. Mm. But um, to be fair, for the most part, is that I prefer to go to galleries and museums by myself, unless it's kind of like a preview or something or mm. opening. But I feel like that's kind of like the exception. Um, Why is that? Because mm, it just sometimes it just depends on my mood, and it just depends on the the exhibition itself. Because sometimes if there isn't um, a lot of work to see, it's kind of like uh, don't really need an extra person here. And it's like if I literally just want to see the artwork and kick out. Like, yeah. I don't some people have like people have different kind of like gallery styles yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's literally the people that's like i they have to pick up every pamphlet yeah every yeah. single every single thing that's like thing. you literally look around the whole exhibition and they're still like at painting number two <laughs> and stuff i can't go to galleries with people like that because i'm not like that i'm very much so like in out yeah more or less okay, like this, might come back and see that. Mm. Why we like this one, gonna take a picture to never look back on again. Exactly. <laughs> gonna, yeah, okay. But I just can't do, like... You're here, you want to study the work. Yeah. Always bring out your notepad. Like, <laughs> uh. That's just not me. I just can't do it. I feel like, especially for a date kind of setting, it's like that... I feel like it's, it's sometimes it's hit and miss. I don't know if I've ever gone on a gallery date. Don't, I actually don't know. Oh, I can't remember. I really can't remember. But I feel like knowing me is like it probably will come to me like when I'm about to go <laughs> to sleep. Like, oh yeah, I did go on that one day. Yeah, museum I, date. I think back to the archives. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're back in your brain the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have, I have, I have, I have. And oh, yeah, first you have day. recently, No, no, no. <laughs> it was ages ago. It was in Paris, actually. I went on a gallery date there. Nice. That's the most recent one I can remember. <laughs> and it was okay. I mean, it was an exhibition I wanted to see. Mm. So it was just kind of like, <laughs> kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at least I had the good outcome is no matter how the person is, I'm going to hopefully enjoy the exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Seydou Keita, the ex photographer. So, oh, Yeah, really? yeah, in Paris, yeah. Ooh. Hold on, it must have been. I think it was. So, yeah, I remember that. And it was okay. If anything, would have been maybe, like, I'm done, but I'm, like, but looking at things again because <laughs> I'm waiting for that person. And yeah. it was also, it's like, do you, do you walk around together, with that? Together. Or like, give them their space. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> What's the protocol of, like, a gallery date? Because I think I'm similar to you. I kind of just, like, just go. I kind of, And it's mostly random. It's like, oh, do you know what? I finished work early. I'm going to go to this exhibition mm. or whatever. Or when they used to do a lot of, like, Tate Lakes. I don't know if they still do them or not, or if they're, if they're just not on my radar. But, um, you know, go to, like, a Tate it Lake, but with a friend, probably. Speaking of Paris, actually, mm. how have you found, or how did you find dating um, when you were in Berlin? It was... Um I feel like it was, yeah, it was enjoyable for the most part. Do you generally find dating enjoyable? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know, I feel like I go through phases where it's like, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying meeting new people or whatever. And then there's other times where I'm just going like, mm. this is so taxing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when I go on one good day, I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed this. Like, maybe I should get back out there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, okay, maybe I should have another date next weekend. It's like that kind of thing, but 
Um, I feel like dating in Berlin, um, it was it was fun, but I feel like I, at the same time, I kind of just went into it having no expectations. Okay. Um, and definitely the first thing that I realized when I was out there is like there basically isn't that many black people in okay. Berlin um, and black straight men. So I feel mm-hmm. like that was like the first thing. It was just, I kind of, yeah, I basically found myself like dating outside my race, like before then living in London, like basically all my life, like growing up here, studying here, being raised here. I had never really dated outside my race, but I think when I was in Berlin, I was just kind of in an env- a new environment. And what I was used to, um, there just wasn't, I wasn't really meeting the guys that I had previously, I wasn't meeting guys similar to guys I'd previously dated in London. Okay. So I feel like when I was in Berlin, I was definitely like open. I kind of, I just didn't really have any expectations when I would kind of meet guys um, and go on dates and that kind of thing. But I feel mm. like the one thing I quickly discovered is men in Berlin. I feel like this is a German thing, not necessarily specific to men, but what I realised is like, it's kind of like every man for themselves, literally. Like you go on a date, it's just like halves. Yeah, let's go yeah. dust on this. There's no like, it's rare. But we're in. I guess that was I don't know what 2017 or 16 or whatever. But it wasn't 2020. But either way, we're in a, a modern age where that's progressive society. Pro- yeah. I mean, uh, that's the thing. I feel like yeah, I'm a feminist, <laughs> but I'm a part-time feminist when it comes to like. <laughs> No, literally, I feel like on the first date, if this is the first time we're meeting up, you've asked me out, this is Mm. my time, as well as your time, but you have literally asked me up with me. You should, it's just out of common courtesy for you to pay for drinks. If that's flip, if you ask someone else out, if you ask that person out, you would pay. That's the thing, I was, if (laughs) I've asked them out and I'm just like, okay, yeah, let's meet up, and I'm kind of like, really the person who's kind of initiated everything mm. um and i've kind of follow followed up i've kind of done most of the chasing in those situations i wouldn't be surprised like you know if, do you know what i mean i would kind of expect to pay okay okay even though when it has been like that sometimes the guy's just like no it's fine i will pay i just wasn't used to that but then it's like when i'd kind of speak to like other girlfriends and the more dates I was going on, I was just like, okay, this is just no what German people do. And yeah. even when I speak to um, my German friends um, who have kind of um, been brought up in Germany um, or people who have literally lived in Berlin for like literally over 10 years, it's like, they're just like, yeah, that's just a normal thing. Like, mm. Even though like, you know, in your home country, it's like you would not expect that, but that's just... So would you say that's not really like a London thing or UK thing or is it just... It's not really, that's not really a London thing. Because I feel like I haven't, yeah, I haven't even been, I haven't been in a situation like that in London. Well, not that I can remember. Yeah. Where it's kind of, you know, where the bill comes and it's like, okay, everyone bring out your visa debit. (laughs) 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 Unless, obviously, it's just like a friendship. If Mm. if it's just, you know, if it's a romantic date um, or romantic you know, the beginning of a romantic relationship, most of the time it's like they do offer to pay. Yeah. And even there's a similar thing when I was in Lisbon as well. I keep forgetting about that. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> but even when I was there, when I was going on dates, 
like bars to like restaurants. Yeah, it was always kind of like, yeah, it was on them. Okay. Well, especially the first day. But mm. I was always kind of like, you know, the second day I'm happy to like get certain rounds in or like pay for the majority of it. It just depends like if we're going from like place to place or whatever. But yeah, I feel like that's definitely the one thing I noticed um, over all the years of like dating in Berlin. It's kind of like every... Yeah, every man for themselves. And so also, bring your wallet to girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring your wallet and then also be on time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, wow. Like, this <laughs> punctuality, it literally, like, spills over from the work world into, like, your dating life as well. It's just like, if you're late... So when like, you were living in Berlin, were you a punctual person? Cause no, no. Yeah, but so, <laughs> they didn't rub off on you at all. <laughs> Or did you get a bit better out of, like, guilt? Yeah, <laughs> I think I got better. And even when I was late, I always felt really bad. So it was the kind of thing where I'd be like, okay, let me, let me get this round on me. Let me get the first round. <laughs> yeah, My yeah. Treat. My treat. My treat. Yeah. It's <laughs> something in the, the harsh atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> but what was it like for, for you in Paris? Um, I think in Paris, it's pretty similar to London, maybe. Like, mm. in, in what I remember... Do you know what? Actually, I think one thing in Paris, I feel like French guys, in my experience, are a lot more forward. Mm. Um, yeah, like, German no matter the, the race, do you know what I mean? Black guys, white guys, whatever. Like, I feel like if you go out and the guy likes you, you'll know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nice. I think in That makes things a bit easier then. Yeah, easier. I think so. Like, they just seem to be a bit more confident, like... I don't know, sometimes there's this kind of perception that, you know... Or no, it's not a perception, it's, it's, tr- it's a, a known thing, I guess. It's a fact. I can't, I can't remember where I saw it, but like even on dating apps and stuff, black women are less approached, and I just kind of mm. feel like they're... I don't know, I didn't really notice, but it's quite difficult, because I feel like when I moved to Paris is when like my dating life really started. Activated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like when I was in London, I've never really been someone who's that for a bit, like, you'll meet guys and stuff, but mm. it was like, when I was out there, it was like, I'm, I'm out, I'm a single woman, I've moved to a new country, <laughs> I'm, you know, finished my education, like, and then I'm starting to think, okay, when you're younger, you were told that, oh, you know, you'll meet your husband at uni. And as soon as I got to uni, I knew Never that wasn't happening. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then three men in your, in your, on your course. Facts. You, that, was, that was in your mind. So after yeah. that, I was like, yeah, that's not happening there. Don't know how long I'm going to be in Paris, but I'm out cheered. You know what I mean? Like, I literally... <laughs> No, I'm playing. I'm literally just like, I'm just open to like meeting people. Um, mm. And that's that's it, really. Um, but yeah, I think people, guys are a lot more, more likely to approach you, a bit more confident, I think, in general. Mm. Um, and then in terms of like dating etiquette, like on a date, I think from my memory, like, a lot, I think it's similar to London in terms of most of the time a guy probably would offer to pay. I don't think going... Dutch or whatever mm. is a thing but I guess it also depends on your personality or what you kind of like how you maybe act as well I guess in Germany mm. it's different because it just seems to be it's ingrained that's just how it is but yeah. I found that maybe when I was younger I was a bit more like I can get my own drink Thank <laughs> independent <you."> yeah. <laughs> yes. and then eventually my mindset's 
not necessarily changed, but it was just kind of like... Oh, you're part-time <laughs> feminist too. <laughs> yeah. No, but I don't think that stops me from being a, a feminist. This is just my preferences in dating. Yeah. <laughs> Banter, man. <laughs> <laughs> This is my preferences in dating, like which is like I that's the kind of like way I wanted to be I want to be treated mm. by someone who I'm spending time with. As years changed and developed to as I was in Paris and I was mm. a bit more like actually I don't really wanna pay. Just stopped offering. If you stop offering then Yeah. Then it's up to them to really decide if they really want to be like, yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> 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 Do you want to cover the rest? Do you know what I mean? So, um, but um, yeah, outside of that, I think it is pretty um similar to dating in London. You know, Ooh, actually, one thing I would add actually is that because I was new to the country, obviously, not obviously, often when we would go out, I would just be like, oh, you choose where to go because I want to know cool different places to go yeah. out to and stuff, and um. That was that's cool and everything, but at the same time, because that person is choosing, it's like they could take me somewhere, and all of a sudden you want to be like, oh, let's split the bill, and I'm just like, yeah, this is not in my budget. Mm. <laughs> that's the thing. I feel like especially when so, it's been suggested. Like, yeah. No. It's not in my budget, or um, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, things like that. So mm. I just kind of feel like if that person is taking you somewhere, then it's on them, and I think it would be maybe similar. No, it wouldn't be similar for me. I'm not going to lie. It depends, actually. It really depends. No. It depends on the evening. It depends what we did. It depends how many different places we went to. I'm not, like, proper stingy or tight. So, it was, like, I wouldn't mind offering, offering depending. Just de- It really just depends. But There's if no that's formula, the first date? It's unlikely I would. <laughs> Give me a percentage. 90 it's late people um, <laughs> so um I was, I was gonna say german men they're they're it's also a similar thing like with how you're talking about parisian men i feel like german men in particular they're known to be really reserved so okay. especially when you go out it's like they just they do not approach you like uh-huh. you would never know if someone is interested in you at all. It's like they don't really give anything away, so they're very reserved and quite shy, especially when it comes to like social situations. So I feel like at the same time, it's you'll just be looking over the whole night. You're doing like <laughs> eyes know, across yeah. the room. Yeah, a lot of women. It's like we all kind of, especially dating out there, you share that same frustration. It's like when you're almost comparing notes with like other girls, like even in a bathroom or just with other girlfriends. It's just like that. It's like, yeah, it's exactly like the same feedback, mm. regardless of like where the guy grew up in Germany. It's just like, that's, it's cool. It's almost like ingrained into their, I don't know, into their behavior. So would you say a lot of people meet people through friends or apps or the girls, the girls, women have to be a bit more forward? This is all kind of subjective, definitely. Like this is based on my experience, but I feel like there's no... There's no ideal way to meet somewhere, someone. Definitely, yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, the, <laughs> there's no perfect way okay. to meet someone. Actually, there's no there's right way. Right way, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's no right way to meet someone because, you know, it's like I when I first moved to 
Berlin. And then even when I was in Lisbon for that period of time, I definitely was using apps. Um, and I feel like it just, it was a great way for me to not necessarily meet, um, meet guys in a romantic sense, but just to kind of, cause I was new to the city. I definitely just wanted to meet people. Mm. Whether it was just kind of going out for like maybe one beer or meeting someone in a park, like just kind of talking to that person, just finding out, you know, what they're about, even getting recommendations on things to do. That's true. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely was like really relying on apps. I was like, definitely like at the time, hmm, what was I using? I think I was just on Tinder, really. I think then Tinder felt a bit more not innocent. Maybe it was just no. fresh. It was it was definitely fresh, but <laughs> I feel like fresh. it was yeah. the the quality of the the talent the talent pool was very <laughs> was very wide okay. back then. So it was just like okay, I was definitely on it's definitely on Tinder, um, and it did make it did help kind of like ease me into the idea of dating, um, mm. and yeah, I definitely used that app. Um, and to be fair, I felt like I rarely met guys that I was into in real life, like people that I was actually attracted to. Okay. In like kind of every, on every level. Yeah, yeah. So that's like physical attraction, sexual attraction, kind of emotional compatibility, like even conversation. I feel like that is weird. It's like, I felt like that came a bit easier on the apps. Okay. Even though you would think that if you meet someone in real life, that might be a bit smoother, like that process. But yeah, I think in real life dating or like meeting guys in real life and trying to date them, it's just like, it wasn't, yeah, it just didn't really work out for me. But at the same time, it's like you hear so many different stories, like when you are like more settled on how people meet their partners mm. and it does work for some people. It's kind of just off chance, maybe they end up dating their housemate or like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like, you know, they end up going to a house party and then, you know, they start off having a conversation with someone or who's like- Or they meet someone on the metro. Yeah. Some, it's just like, it all is <laughs> so varied. You meet someone in the line to get into the club. It's, mm. it's so varied how people meet their partners. At the same time, some people meet partners on Tinder, people using OkCupid, Plenty of Fish, like all the apps. All of them. <laughs> it's it's kind of like when you least expect it that you can kind uh, of I hate that saying it was true isn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> so that's why I feel like the more I was there honestly I had like zero expectations I was like similar to you because obviously I was like in a new city I was single um yeah literally like ready to mingle so mm. I was like okay this is my time like let me just see what's out here and then yeah and explore explore what Berlin and slash Lisbon had to offer. Yeah. What about you? Um, mm, in terms of how I met people, I think similar. I yeah, feel like then it was just kind of like, felt like the rise of the apps. You know what I mean? So it felt like um, all my friends were using it or starting to use it. And I think mm -hmm. I even felt like I started using it only because like, I noticed like one of my friends in like New York was using it. Friends in London were using it. Friends in like, Berlin were using it and I was like <laughs> <laughs> and I was like you know everyone's on this thing let me see what it's saying mm. so I went I downloaded it and um I think it was really good in terms of when you're it's true when you're in any place you don't really know the language 
you can get language practice out of it if you're being mm. practical as well. That was actually my Tinder. It must have been very stressful for them. My yeah. extremely limited bad French at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> je, je suis... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Can I, I don't even know if I can tell this story. <laughs> One time I did go on a date with a guy who were like, he knew, I swear he knew like five English words and I knew like five... <laughs> French words, and it was so. I had a headache when I when I left. I just had a headache because it was just so taxing, like trying to work out. And all we could really talk about was music, because you could be like, "Oh yeah, Jay Z, yeah, yes, Jay Z, yes." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I am screaming. I know. It was what? so like. I was like, I should have stayed at home. But it was so, it was so Wait, so how were you communicating prior to meeting up? Were you using Google Translate? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how did you get there? No, I think because actually, how I met this person was when I was coming over to Paris. So I him on the coach. And I think we kind of exhausted most of the kind of English and the French we both kind of knew at that, at that point. So meeting up again, it's like, you can't ask, you know, how many brothers and sisters and <laughs> all that other stuff again. So it's like, that's normally when you have like the deeper conversations, but we mm. couldn't progress to those deeper conversations because our vocab just wasn't there. So in terms of like my, in terms of like communicating between, it was like texting mm. and um, there was a yeah, mixture of things that I knew and like if I wasn't sure, Google Translate. Google Translate was like my... Same. Ride or die for everything. And even if I thought I knew it, something would say, I'd still Google Translate it. So, um, yeah, so apps and going out and about, because I do feel like French guys are quite, can be quite forward and stuff, in my experience. But it's also one of those things where, like you said, with anything, it's particularly when it comes to dating, it's never when you expect it to. You can't really go out expecting to meet a guy unless you're planning to go up to a guy. Mm. Then you you know, you can make sure that your plan web's activated or whatever, but <laughs> if you're going out to meet people and you're not doing anything, then it's like, it's a, take your chances in it. But I think mm. the best thing to do is just to go out and just have fun, go out with your friends, have fun with your friends so that, you know, no matter what, you've had a good night. I don't think it's ever a great idea to go out to kind of feel like or going out to meet someone. You're literally fishing. Yeah. You're going out to fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's different now. I think apps and online dating is really a lot less taboo. Mm, but I think then definitely. it was a lot more. Like, it's almost like maybe everyone had Tinder on their phone, but they didn't want other people to know they had it. Definitely. <laughs> I thought there was, there was definitely, like, a taboo around it. There was definitely, like, um, a stigma still. Because mm. I even remember, like, telling... I think when I started using Tinder, I remember telling a friend in London that I was using Tinder, but I tried to explain it as though <laughs> it was a game rather than an app. Right. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you just got to keep swiping and it's like, it tells you like how many ma how many matches you have and then it can reassign you. Look, like, I was actually just making up some BS, but I just didn't want to oh, make well, it seem that, like it was an app. Yeah, okay. So. Well, could you feel like that person might be a bit judgy? Yeah, because okay. at that time it was just a bit like apps were still in the kind of like this weird grey area. Mm. It was like people were using them, but definitely no one was talking about it or outright yeah. saying like, 
hi, I'm using an app. Like, yeah. Because I can't meet guys in real life. <laughs> like, <laughs> but what I found actually quite interesting, actually, about uh, quite a few people I have, I who have, oh, okay, let's start again. What? <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> 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 no, it's not even that funny. Oh, allow me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that actually makes me cry. <laughs> Hold on, what was I even going to say? What? It's okay. Take two. <laughs> no, I can't even remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> you were saying some of your friends that have met Ooh. people. Yeah. Were you going to say they've met through apps? No, what I find funny is that some people, a lot of people have come about. No, I remember. So what I find... <laughs> <laughs> what I find funny, actually, <laughs> is that... Um, or interesting, rather not funny. It's that quite a few people I've met on dates and stuff and just talking about, you know, their dating history and how they've met people. There's a lot of people who have been, who've only met people online or on apps really? in terms of their dating history, yeah. Mm. Or it might be, okay, a, a friend situation, but not through actively, like, going up to people. Mm. I can imagine that's difficult. I would hate to have to be in that position where because you're a guy, all of a sudden now you have to be society has just put you that on you that like, you have to like go out that's your role and approach women yeah. all the time and take rejection and all that kind of thing maybe not always constantly but you know it's difficult as a woman thinking about having to do that you're like yeah. most of the, most of the time but there's a lot of women that you do it i notice mm. <laughs> a lot more than you think no it's true yeah Definitely. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I feel like it's not always on the guy to make every single move, though. Because I feel like throughout, like, the course of any relationship or mm. any romantic relationship, it's not always on one person to initiate everything. I feel like that's very unfair, like, even in terms of, like, you know, if you realise, like, okay, certain milestones, like, okay, maybe he's the person to invite you out, then to pay for everything on the day and then the next day he's doing the same thing literally until it's like the 50th date i feel like that's a bit unfair so i feel like sometimes it's fine just to i feel like some women it's like they're just so like i don't know their mindset is quite like warped and like really wrapped up in this idea like you know it's like the man has to be like the sole provider he has to do everything i don't necessarily agree with that kind of mindset but i feel like it should as a relationship progresses, it definitely can be equals. Like, I'm not waiting on the guy to now tell me, like, okay, he likes me or he wants it to be exclusive or, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, I wouldn't put all the pressure on the guy in that sense because I feel like I have been in situations where I just feel like maybe I've been a, a lot more vocal than they have been. Mm. But at the same time, we're still on the same page. But no mm -hmm. one's... I'm not waiting for him to then kind of say like okay um should we should we just do this thing just you know us exclusively it's like i feel like <laughs> you know it's just like if you wait it's, you're not really doing yourself any favors just kind of waiting around for someone to kind of make that decision for you mm. what would you say you're a waiter no no <laughs> <laughs> but in the same same way i'm not necessarily uh, but not in like, oh, okay, now you're my boyfriend and now blah, blah, blah. But I think I kind of like, I go into 
any kind of situation or especially relationships kind of knowing what I want Mm. and so if I kind of feel like it's not going in that direction I'll be vocal about it yeah same yeah like time is precious I don't have time to waste and like just like I'll just wait until he brings it up Mm. no yeah (laughs) you know or alright okay so I guess we're gonna have to wrap this one up yeah this has been fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay I like that, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in this week. We'll be back in two weeks with more discussions about lots of different things. So, um, as we said in our first podcast, you know, we're two creatives, two women, two black women, talking about our experience and general experiences of creatives. And that goes into loads of different realms. So, um, yeah, we hope to have quite varied content on here Mm. yeah so yeah follow us on twitter and instagram with um displaced people and people is spelled ppl um and yeah listen to us on all major platforms spotify itunes and leave us a review so yeah thank you thank you